0: episode of this week in sports with eric and jordan as always i'm eric we alongside jordan angie happy father's day to all the dads out there listening um we love you guys uh keep doing what you're doing um jordan
1: yeah happy father's day to everybody out there that's a sports dad you know keep getting your kid into sports uh your dad's around today bring him a beer let him watch the game and don't ask 50 questions (laughs) that's how you can really show dad you love him um, but yeah, a uh, lot of, a lot of NBA news, man. You know, Eric, you know, we kind of joked about it before the show this season. If the theme has been, we're talking more NBA than we ever have before. And, um, the first, what, four topics this week are all pretty much related to the NBA exclusively. Um, yeah.
0: um obviously our playoff recaps going to involve a little bit of the NHL, but yeah, the NBA, yeah. this time it's year, happening. The NBA is uh, dominating the headlines. Um, and last night, we had the first of two game sevens, Milwaukee, New Jersey. God, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Um,
1: They're still the New Jersey Nets, because the way <laughs> they lost is such a New Jersey Nets
0: way to lose. I mean, this is heartbreaking if you're a Nets fan. Kevin Durant has proven to me that he can be a true number one on your team. Uh, he wasn't... I. Yeah, he was with the Harden and Westbrook and OKC but and led the team, but he wasn't true number one then. And then he went to Golden State. He's done it here. I mean, New Jersey, God damn it. Brooklyn has not been healthy, really healthy all year. But the games that they were, they were the best team in the NBA, I felt. But the injuries that have occurred, KD has stepped up especially in games six and seven. To me, he's proven he's the number one guy. Yeah, he, yeah, no player can do it himself, but KD nearly did. And on an inbound with six seconds left, down two, game seven, he did what every kid dreams of, hitting that shot. But his toe was on the arc, so instead of hitting the series-winning shot, it was an overtime forced overtime forcing shot, and they ended up losing. I mean, I go to any given Sunday. Life is a game of inches. It really was. He he steps back a half inch. The Nets are in the conference finals. That is
1: so. Crazy. My take is, number one, I, I'm i not a, nearly as much of a KD fan. I mean, I respect the guy as a player. But Kobe Bryant, make sure his foot isn't on the line. That's all I'll say. Michael Jordan, make sure his foot isn't on the line. Um, And that's the stratosphere. Kevin Durant wants to be disgusting. And I don't think he'll ever really get to that top-of-the-level NBA echelon. He'll always be... You know, top, I think he's a top 50 player. Um, but for me, I'll take the other side of the equation. I'm still happy for Milwaukee. Um, you know, say what you want to about the Greek freak. Chris Middleton is one of the most unrated players in all of. We'll talk he, about like he needs
0: the Greek freak, needs Middleton to play like he's been playing
1: exactly. And you know what? That's okay. Like, at the end of the day, like. The NBA, you can't do it on your own. You know, like, that's why I don't bag on Katie as much as I don't like him. You can't do it on your own. And Kevin Durant was trying his best to do it on her own. That's why I respect him for, you know, I mean, he dropped 48 points last night. Like, <laughs> the fuck else is he supposed to do besides, you know, fucking cut off his arm and, you know, just fucking, I don't know. But I, the, the Bucks as a franchise, I've liked them since Ray Allen was there. Um, and I was a huge fan of the Ray Allen Bucks, which I know is taking it way back. Michael um, Yeah. Michael red. Um, who was God. That's a player that could have been. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Michael Red, like, for like two, or three years.
1: I just, you know, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it a little bit in the rookie of the year. I want to see these smaller market NBA teams get love as a Knicks fan. I'm so tired of hearing about LA, Boston, and New York. Um, and, you know, it's just to have a team like Milwaukee in the conference finals that will take on either Atlanta or Philly, which is not a major, major market city. Um, you know, I mean, I guess Philly is a little bit, and, but still, those aren't in you know, the top three or four franchises in the NBA. And to see that you're going to have either Milwaukee, Atlanta, or Milwaukee, Philadelphia. To play for a spot in the finals um awesome yeah. so i'm so happy for the greek freak
0: and that's what i think you get in the east um i see it in the east a lot more uh, you get the more mid smaller market teams
1: um, yeah if boston like, and new york aren't in it then it's a small market team
0: like if it's like early 2000s uh, mid 2000s the teams were i mean two of the top three teams take I mean, the Nets were awesome back then too, but the two other teams were Detroit and Indiana. Detroit, I mean, Detroit's a great sports market, but in terms of drawing, drawing revenue and and attendance and, or viewership, it's not, it's not a, it's not that New York, Chicago, LA market. It's like, Hey, it's the entire state of Michigan and part of Ohio.
1: Um, I think it's safe to say Michigan basketball, like the college, Michigan, I think maybe as popular as the NBA. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. I'll let you decide that. But
0: But when when I, when I
1: think Michigan basketball, like what gets played, I think of the Wolverines more than I do the Pistons,
0: but that's uh, just me. college basketball has been great in that state um, with Michigan state and Michigan.
1: The Fab Five. I mean, like, that's like the most iconic thing to come out of basketball in that state. Other than maybe the bad boys. I'll give you the yeah. bad boys.
0: <laughs> Both, uh, change the game. Um, but it's a, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. We got game seven tonight, Philly, Atlanta. That could be a fun one to watch. The West is set, though, and that is an interesting storyline. You got the Suns for the first time since 2009, 2010, going to the finals or conference finals. And for the first time in franchise history, the redhead is stepchild of L.A. The Clippers are in the conference finals. And they did it without Kawhi. And there's no CP3 tonight. There's no Kawhi. That's an interesting storyline to watch. How long are they going to be out? Who's going to – are you going to get playoff Paul back with Paul George?
1: Yeah, it's going to come down. Is Devin Baller
0: going to step up?
1: It's, it's going to be Paul George versus Devin Booker. I think that's kind of what it has to be. Um, and I honestly don't know. Paul George has proven he can step up in some moments of the playoffs, and he's proven he can be really insignificant. Um, and, you know, my love affair for Devin Booker has grown, and um, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Suns. And it's nothing against the Clippers. Clippers, were a shitty franchise forever run by a racist, bigoted owner. Um, and now they're not. And, you know, it it would be cool for me to see the Clippers win it just because I don't have to hear that other fucking pain in the ass that plays for that other team in L.A. I have to hear him run his mouth, which, God, I'm going to get in on him in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm all for the Suns. I'm rooting for them. I, I know the NBA doesn't want this, but for me, to see, like, a Phoenix-Milwaukee – would be
0: awesome it'd be like it would be like the 05 finals where it was detroit and san antonio well there was the star power in san antonio with duncan ginobili and parker versus the stingy defense of detroit but also but again it goes to the market like it wasn't those aren't big market teams They're well known, but they're not big market. They're not like they're not your LA, Detroit. They're not your LA, Chicago, New Yorks. They're Detroit and San Antonio. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man. Again, I said this last week. I'm glad we're seeing this right now with these teams that haven't been there, haven't had their chance at a winner. And if Philly goes to the finals it'll be their first finals trip in 20 years. I mean, that's what we're looking at. I mean, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at teams that haven't been in this situation in a generation or more. And while you're, well, the diet, I mean, yeah, there's the casual fans that won't watch it because there's no LeBron and all that. That's fine. I'm, I have admitted to being a Fairweather NBA guy, but I also am interested in the storyline that is, we're going to see a team win that hasn't won before or hasn't won in 40 years. That's the storyline that I love. Long suffering fan bases that finally get a winner. It's awesome. I mean, obviously, Lions fans haven't experienced that. I experienced it as a Red Wing fan, forty-two years, nineteen ninety-seven. Experiencing that win, that Stanley Cup was awesome. That frustration is gone once you win, and I'm looking forward to seeing what what uh, fan base ends their frustration.
1: Yeah, dude, I care more this year than I have in like the last ten years in the NBA. So, uh. I am enjoying basketball this year more than I have in a long time. And it's purely based on the fact that I don't have to hear about the Lakers legacy or the Celtics legacy, um, you know, or, you know, the Chicago and uh, are the, when, are, when are they going to get the next Jordan? I don't have to hear that shit. It's, Hey, can Chris Ball finally get a ring? You know, can the Greek freak finally prove that he is like top level NBA player you know, is Trey Young still, you know, Little mambo, or is it just Ashtray? Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, and the NBA has my full attention.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's that. And then NHL, the um, conference finals, the Islanders and Lightning tied at two after the Islanders win last night. Game four of... Vegas, Montreal tonight. Montreal is up two games to one. Um, it's a, uh, it's great to see the fans in, in the NASA in the Nassau Memorial Coliseum. Uh, it was the first time that they've held a conference final game there in 28 years. Yes, they met it. Yes, this is a rematch of last year, it was conference finals, but they were in a bubble. No fans were there, so to see. A storied franchise like the islanders who had an unbelievable run four straight titles in the 80s to being back to a contender that's a passionate fan base and if you would have asked me who the most popular team in new york would be this year i wouldn't have guessed the islanders
1: it's still the Rangers, Let's not get it mixed. People in New York are, I'm just saying this as somebody that's still relatively connected to that city, even though I've been up there in like 15 years. People, I mean, people are talking about the Islanders, but from what I saw, more people were excited for the Rangers getting a new head coach. But that's just me.
0: I did like that hire um, a lot. I love Drugland. I wanted the Red Wings to Hire him, but so that ship sailed and uh go on to good coach. Um I'm excited to see what he does with that young team with the young team that you guys have. Um, a lot of good players, so who knows? Maybe
1: the Rangers and Islanders could be good again. Yeah. And
0: (laughs) if that happens, I mean that could be a fun fun thing to watch. But Tampa and Islanders right now are forming a good rivalry and it's been a physical series. Like there's been scrums, there's been fights. I love it. Um, Haven't caught much of that Montreal uh, Vegas series, but it's been, but it's playoff hockey. And you got a passionate fan base in New York. You got a passionate fan base in Montreal. They're limited, but they're still fans. So it makes a difference. Um, The energy is just so much different um, with fans. So
1: I'm probably going to root for Montreal. Again, we've talked about this purist. Canadian hockey team like okay and the Canadians haven't been good in a while they've been <laughs> they've been not very good so uh,
0: the, a Canadian team has not won since the Canadians in 93 so
1: yeah so and let,
0: I, 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 Canada, Canada's due for a title um, yeah they've Calgary's been to the finals Edmonton's been to the finals Toronto chokes every year um Vancouver went to the finals and 10 years ago, and we all saw how that ended. Vancouver was literally set on fire.
1: Do the Raptors um, getting them a title, have anything? This is it... the Raptors, <laughs> and then the the Raptors, Raptors have and a title.
0: The, and the Raptors have a title. Um, it's just kind of funny. I mean, they, the they,
1: blue Jays are horribly overrated, even though they play in Buffalo.
0: Yeah. But in. Yeah. I mean, it's Toronto's still the a Maple, a Maple Leafs town. Um, And yeah, it's been Toronto Blue Jays winning their back-to-backs in the 90s and the Raptors winning their first title. So I'm happy for, like I said, frustrated fan bases, happy when they win. Uh, But we'll see what Montreal can do. Um, Vegas obviously had that expansion team run a few years ago to the finals. But but yeah, um, I know... uh, More NBA awards came out. Um, The Rookie of the Year came out. I know we jumped the gun last week um, with that.
1: Called it accidentally, but called it.
0: But we did predict it. I mean, I, yeah, this was to me, no doubt. I mean, he missed 21 games, but Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year, well-deserved. He became the third Charlotte player to win the award, joining Larry Johnson and Mecca Okafor. Um, hopefully he doesn't have a Mecca Okafor's career. Um, but, yeah, good for Lamella. Um, I, I hope Charlotte, but I know you mentioned the small market, I hope they find a way to build around him. It's his team. Um, but they need to, they're not going to really draw, so they have to draft. Uh, they have to draft around him. They have to build they have to take the Spurs approach, not free agency. They have to build through the draft. And if if MJ can stay out of the way and let the GMs do their job, this team has a shot.
1: Yeah, I think also LeVar needs to continue to stay away. Um, for Lamello's sake.
0: Yes. That um, is that is one thing Jordan has said. He's like he's making sure Levar does not <laughs> say
1: anything. Yeah, uh, so I'll make two quick comments on. Number one, like you said, the city of Charlotte, they still I have not recovered from losing Kobe. Like they, they, it feels like that happened, and Charlotte basketball hasn't been the same since. Um, you know, obviously the Hornets went away. They went to New Orleans. They got whatever the fuck the Bobcats were. Um, speaking of Mecca for, yeah. and, uh, you know, they got the Hornets franchise back and brought excitement. The, the city of Charlotte, you know, they, they need the Hornets to be a top contending team. And one thing I'll know, and I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but I, I feel like I've watched, I have watched probably more Hornets basketball than I have anything lately. Um, I don't think James Borrego is the coach. Um, his substitutions and his rotations just have never made any sense to me. Some of the guys he plays over, you know, Bismack Biombo had significant minutes this year, and I just don't get it. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a terrible, like, he, he, he can rebound, and that's about all he's good for. And I don't know, I But, yeah, LaMelo is – that kid's good. You know, everybody had mentioned that as good as Lamar was um, and L'Angelo was, I don't think, ever going to be anything super special. Everybody has always said LaMelo was the best of the three ball brothers. Yes. And, yeah, he's – that kid is something fucking special. At least one of the three were, you know – a great player, and Lamelo is, and like you said, MJ needs to stay the hell away from the scouting room, <laughs> and uh, Lavar needs to discontinue being quiet, and Lamelo be fine. Uh, go Charlotte basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean Lon- Lonzo was. I never got the hype with Lonzo, um, but the hype with Lamelo was, is real. I think um, it showed this year. Like I said, I really hope you mentioned Charlotte does it, and you and I have been there. Um, when one of the they have two sports teams, uh, then when the Panthers were good, I mean, you and I went to that playoff game. The atmosphere was phenomenal. The game wasn't
1: well. It, it, was. I was say, <laughs> at, at, at least, at least for the first, you know, drive yeah. of the game when Jonathan Stewart <laughs> scored that touchdown.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, and then Jake at home happened. Yes, but uh, but that season. That was fun. Um, like when that team was being a Super Bowl contender, it's a fun city to be in. If they can get a basketball team that's consistently good, it's gonna be like the the 90s where they had Larry Johnson. They had Zoe Mourning. They had Muggsy Bogues. I mean, We weren't here then, but the Charlotte team was fun to watch in the 90s. And if they can build like that, Sharp basketball is gonna be fun. Um, I think the future is bright. Um, it's just a matter of getting the right parts.
1: Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I don't know if you know. Like you said, they should stay away from free agency. Um, Gordon Hayward, I guess we'll still see. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's the piece to help Lamelo get there either. Um, you know, I think, like you said, they need to continue to build that team with the idea that LaMelo's going to start. And Lamelo will, I think, bring players to the NBA, you know, or to the to that team. He may not bring in like the LeBron James level guys, but you don't need that because you have Lamelo. You know, you need to take whatever his game is and build an entire team around it. And you could build, a, you can build a title contender around that. Um, you know, I, there, there, there's there's guys on a team like Miles Bridges that I really like, you know, super big athletic type guys, you know, you've got Devontae Graham, whenever he's actually playing well. Um, So, I mean, they've got some pieces there already. They just, they need to kind of get it fully together. And they, I expect them to be a playoff team next year. Um, You know, as long as they don't completely, you know, screw the pooch. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, they were, they were fluctuating between the four and, seventh seed for a while this year and then they fell into the playing game and got destroyed in Indiana but for a while it looked like this team was clicking and then LaMelo's injury happened but kind of leads us to the next one um, I know you kind of were biting your tongue and wanted to say this um, so if you want to take the this one
1: uh, Guys I, I, I try not to hold grudges against people um, but just in the last, what, two weeks, we've seen Kawhi Leonard get hurt, James Harden get hurt, Kyrie Irving, the entire Nets team. Let's just go ahead and put the entire Brooklyn Nets roster on this. Uh, Donovan Mitchell um, and CB3 for COVID protocols, which bullshit. But anyway, Um you know, I think it's ridiculous that CP3 gets kicked out of Game One for NBA COVID protocols when LeBron James um, doesn't. Which brings me to my point. So all these injuries happen, and here comes LaFlop James, and he's got to come out and tweet and talk shit and say, "Well, I told you so. I told you that a shortened off season, you know, this is going to happen, and that injuries are going to happen." And even though all year long up until this point, injuries really weren't the story of the NBA, LeBron James has to go ahead and make this shit about him. And I'll just say this. LeBron, the only thing you need to worry about is how shitty your Space Jam movie is going to be. Um, I'm not going to see it, <laughs> which bugs me out because I adore that first movie, regardless of how bad of an actor Michael Jordan was. That movie was great. Um, I just wonder when LeBron James, like, first he tries to tell the police how to do their jobs. Now he's telling the NBA and the doctors in the NBA how they need to handle their players. When last year, the big break helped him and AD get healthy, and they got to go to the bubble and they won a title. But now that they're not in title contention, the injuries are an issue. I don't know. I just, the story here is there's a lot of injuries to major key players at the end of the season but LeBron James is trying to make it about him and I don't appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the offseason was 72 days. There's usually, So that's roughly 10 weeks, a little over 10 weeks. Typical offseason is 20 weeks. So they had 50% less time to heal. And yeah, I get that. I mean, mentally prepare, heal, it happens. I mean, look, that's part of the injuries do happen. I mean, I don't know the numbers on, yeah, hamstring injuries, Rose, but good, a little bit of overuse there because they haven't had the proper time. But at this same time, Jamal Murray towards ACL. You got these ankle sprains and all that, and then the CP3 thing. But ACLs and ankles happen every year. We're we're making a big case because it's the star players that got hurt. And I'll argue, I love Jamal Murray. If he didn't get hurt, I think we're talking about Denver in the conference finals. If AD and LeBron were healthy, I think that's the matchup. I think it's LA-Denver. To be honest, I'm going to say that. But because when healthy, they're pretty good. But yeah, it's a, I don't know. I, I agreed with LeBron. I mean, it was too short, but the league and the union players union had to agree on a start and the NBA started. I think the NBA needs this. I think 72 games is actually a perfect season for the NBA. And I think they should start in the week of Christmas because then they're, not competing in marquee games against college football or the NFL.
1: I completely agree with that sentiment. Um, of all the things you ever said on this show, that may be one of the things that I agree with most. <laughs> it's like, it was like, again, I care more about the NBA this year. Why? Because I didn't have football to distract me from it. I didn't have these other things to distract me from it, you know? And, and the NBA is thankful that baseball is, which we'll get to in a minute is in the dump right now. Um, but, like, you know, I just – there's no statistical data. And Now, the NFL, if anything had – if any sport had a case, no training camp, no OTAs, clearly showed this year because there was a rash of players in the NFL that could hurt really early on. Um, but even then, you didn't have top star players really coming out and be like, oh, well, they shouldn't have done this. Fuck that. People need paychecks. <laughs> like, you know – And Chris Paul, who I think is the president of the players union, or one of them, you know, highly, highly top official of the players union, he agreed to this. He agreed to the protocol that ultimately got him kicked out. Yep. And he's not complaining about it. I mean he is a little bit, but he should and he should. It's still like
0: But I mean look, you got you get two or three guys that are Six, eight, or taller, 230 pounds, going up for a rebound. You're going to come down awkwardly every now and then. <laughs> or you get crossed over and the knee, you plant and the knee goes the wrong way. Like I said, those are the injuries that happen every year, no matter what. Um, and no matter, but... so I partially agree with what LeBron said. It was too, it was too short of an off season, but and the players union and the league agreed. So you have to, you have to deal with it. I'm sorry. You can bitch, you can complain, you can do whatever you want, but look, it's going to be, we're not, in, we're not in, the conference finals are just getting underway. And we're looking possibly early July. And it's going to be an October 22, I think, the NBA is going to start again. So you get eight-week offseason now instead of, or, Twelve week off season instead of twenty. I don't know. If you're, I mean, look, you go to the finals, your off season is short no matter what, and that takes its toll. I mean, that's why you see teams' windows be so short.
1: That's why you see teams like the Spurs over the last fifteen years really rest guys early in the season. You know that they extended Tim Duncan's career,
0: and that probably the other thing th-
1: too. I mean, three to five seasons just by giving him you know, don't make him play three in a row, you know, or, you know, I mean,
0: how many, how much of this is a case against the load management that goes on with these star players, um, that their body's not in full game shape. Like that's your wear and tear of the hamstring. I would, I would argue that it's load management that's hurting these players as well than a short off season.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying like the discussion shouldn't happen. I just, I really resent the fact that, yes, the story should be there's injuries. I resent the fact that, number one, it was LeBron James that said it. And number two, his case. I I hate people that say, I told you so, especially when there's no real facts behind it, which seems to be a thing LeBron James misses nowadays. It's things like facts. Um, But like, um, I just, I, I hate that. Like it fundamentally bothers me, and you can't sit there and say that the shortened off season was the reason, because I could make the argument on the other foot then that the other reason they won a title last year is because they had that long break due to COVID, and they were able to get healthy. So that, that argument goes both ways.
0: I agree. Uh, I, I definitely think it does, but but anyway, um, yeah, that's the NBA injuries. A lot going on, but there's – this be- this week, it seemed like it was Black Monday in the NFL. We have seven coaching vacancies in the NBA right now. The Wizards, Magic, Trailblazers, Pacers, Mavs, Pelicans, and Boston. Seven openings in the NBA. Now – I would love to see Becky Hammond, Don Staley get their opportunities. Those are two very good coaches, very good basketball minds. Uh, I think we see one of those two get a coaching job. Um, But if I'm looking at that list of seven and I'm a coaching candidate, New Orleans, Dallas, and I would say, I'll say New Orleans and Dallas are my top two because you have a young star and <laughs> New Orleans is in an interesting situation because they're likely a team to relocate uh, once their lease is expired and Zion's family and Zion's not happy with New Orleans. So Knicks fans start uh, making your pitch to Zion because I think he's I don't think he's going to sign his rookie extension. I think he's going to walk once that deal is done. Join the, join the Knicks.
1: Okay, so I, I like that. I would counter-argue. I know we're not, you know, we changed the branding of debates, and I'm not going to debate it. I would rather see the Knicks make a push for Damian Lillard. Based on what we have now, I think Julius Randle has completely... Hopefully, permanently turn a corner. I don't know how his game would play along Zion, but I do know that Damian Lillard, a you know team first point scoring point guard, would go perfectly with Julius Randle's game. Um, But for me, I would absolutely. I've made my love affair for Luka Doncic. No, I I would want that job under two conditions. Number one, Luka Doncic gets a lifetime contract. Um, Number two, I need to trade Kristaps Porzingis. Um, and maybe that's the move. Maybe Dallas goes to New Orleans. I don't know what their conference affiliate is. Maybe they don't trade in their division, but um, maybe that's the move. Maybe New Orleans wanting an established star. Kristaps gets to have a team to himself, and they get Zion
0: Williamson. I don't
1: know how the money and stuff would work out, but I, I think know, that, I that would that. be an interesting.
0: I don't see that even happening. Um, I, I think, don't know. I, think, I don't think Zion's going to be traded. I just think he's, he's going to walk um, when that rookie deal ends. I don't think he's going to sign. He's not going to re-sign with New Orleans. That's why... That's why I said, I mean, I've joked, and you know, theorized too, that these lotteries are rigged. But the one that really would have shown me that the lottery was rigged is if the Knicks got Zion originally. <laughs> um in the lottery, but it's a, I just think, I just think Dallas, I mean, there's some issue at the top. They fired Nelson president of basketball operations. So, so I'm wondering what's going on with Mark Cuban as well. Um, I don't know how, if he's getting too involved, but. There's I haven't heard
1: much from him lately.
0: There's some, there's some, there's something behind the scenes that we're not knowing. We don't know in Dallas.
1: Um, Seems to be a reoccurring theme for Dallas sports teams that their meddling owners prevent them from succeeding. <coughs> Cowboys.
0: <coughs> but yeah, it's a the me the most intriguing job is. I mean, if I want a young star, it's I would probably go Dallas just because there's so much up in the air with uh with New Orleans and Zion. But if you're a coach that if you're that guy, Boston's a team that's right there. Uh, they have yeah, great talent, great talent, but for some reason can't get there. And they, that they, just, they they just
1: they just offloaded Kemba Walker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what Boston's thinking now. Um, but that was a horrible trade, horrible deal. Um, Oklahoma City is going to be a fun team though eventually. Um, they have a shit ton of picks.
1: Um I like but, Washington. I just threw this as my last little suit. Oh, that list. I like. I, I just. I love Bradley Beal. I love his game. I love yeah, his mind. Mi- I love his mindset. I know he's not young anymore. Super young, but. Um,
0: I mean, he's twenty-seven, you know,
1: but still. I mean, so he's
0: it,
1: in his prime. Yeah, it, it, but in the NBA, you know. He could either be – he could be out of his prime in two years or he could be out of his prime for another ten years. That's just how the NBA works. So, I just – I don't know. That's another team, though, where just Bradley Beal alone would make me be like, "Mm, I could build around that kid. Like – Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's what you you look for as a team as well. Like, is there a – is there that young player that I can work with and build around? And Washington's a good one. Dallas obviously is probably the top on that list. New Orleans. Yeah, there's so many question marks right there. So,
1: and then, yeah, if you're a top head coach, though, like, okay, I, I'm happy as Zion is. That could be the thing that keeps him there. And that's the other No. When, if they bring in
0: But is the team going to be there?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Well, I don't the, know.
0: Their lease is up in, I think, 2023. So, Seattle, hello. Um, but I Oh, think, God, yes. I, think, I do think, though, I don't know if they'll relocate to Seattle. I think the league wants expansion in Seattle because, um, obviously, there's more money in an expansion than a reload. But the arena's there. The Seattle Kraken hockey team begins this year. The multi-purpose arena's there. It's only—it's a matter of time before uh, Seattle gets a basketball team, either expansion or reload. But as long as they're called the Sonics,
1: <laughs> I was going to say, dude, they need to bring Like that Supersonics, like, like you was talking about favorite teams. You mentioned I got Ray Allen, Ray Allen on the Supersonics, Rashard hey, Lewis. Kemp. Are you kidding me? Sean Kemp, like, come on. But they—they need, they need to pull because that's essentially what the Hornets did. Is they went and bought the name Charlotte Hornets back from that franchise. Cause like the lineage went with it. Yeah. Um, and that Supersonics name I believe belongs to the Oklahoma city thunder.
0: Yes, I think so.
1: So they need to get that lineage back. They need to get the sonics name back. Uh, how could we not mention Gary Payton? Like <laughs> the glove. <laughs> yeah. Like bring the sonics back.
0: Yeah. That's what I, so there's a lot up in the air with the NBA. Um, but let's uh, switch it over uh, to the NFL. There's some news that came out.
1: Yeah, Madden cover was revealed. And as expected, based on their tweet, where it was a goat with a baby goat, um, Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady are on the cover of Madden this year. Um, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot to say about Madden. I'm not gonna get into yeah. it.
0: I'm. Um, yeah, we've already we've already ranted on Madden, but just on the, just on the cover. Um, cool. <laughs> with the two goats with the two goats. Brady, obviously. I know. I when I when we saw it come out officially announced that it was Mahomes joining him with the baby goat. It's it's too early. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's played unbelievable. He has a ring. He has MVPs. He has his MVP, but it's too early in the it's too early in his career to even put him in goat status. Is he on the way to that? Yes. But it's football. I mean, shit. last time he was on the cover, he missed a few. He, the curse almost bit him when that knee got dislocated and he only missed like two games, surprisingly. But I mean, that's, I was how quick, at, that's how quickly a career can end. The,
1: the, the curse will be put to the ultimate test this year. Because <laughs> Tom Brady's already circumvented the, the curse once.
0: Yes. So there's, uh, yeah, there's been the Madden curse, I think, is real and very few have avoided it. Uh, Brady's one of them. Calvin Johnson, when he was on the cover, broke Jerry Rice's record. Um, so. But it did, again, I mean, yeah, it wasn't full curse, but it did bite uh, Mahomes with that knee. Um, so we'll see. Um. Again, I think, like I said, it's just too early to put Mahomes in GOAT status. I
1: have nothing to add. Fuck you, EA. Sorry.
0: Um, but, yeah, let's uh, continue the NFL. Um. NFL, NFLPA agreed on their COVID protocols for upcoming training camp and preseason. If you're fully vaccinated, staff, coaches, players, media, don't have to mask up, socially distance, face daily Rona testing. You only get tested every two weeks. Those that aren't have to follow all last season's protocols. That's a good deal, right? I I think... I mean... I mean, obviously, it's, look, these are, it's more of that just because, it's, it's like a work environment. It's up to the establishment if they want to continue their protocols. And as an employee, you have to follow those. Cole Beasley's not happy.
1: I was going to say, Cole Beasley told the NFL to shove it up their Stagola, um, basically saying, listen, I'm not going to wear a mask, um, you know. And uh, we're not a political show, so we're not going to get into the politicalization of this whole thing. But, you know,
0: believe what you want hope, to do, what you want to do. Like, that's how exactly I, that's how I have felt about this whole situation to begin with. But yeah, I've just sort of rolled with the punches as well. Um,
1: yeah, like when, it, when, I, when I had to wear a mask at work, I wore a mask when they, you know, lifted the mask mandate. You know, I just chose not to wear a mask. And, you know, we're at a point in this country where, you know, vaccinations are available to everybody that wants one. And, you know, it, it, whether you wear a mask or not, it says nothing about any type of political affiliation or anything like that. Whether you believe in the vaccine or not, doesn't say anything about your political stance. But, yeah, Cole Beasley basically said he'd rather retire. <laughs> he'd rather go be a rapper full time than to wear a mask again. And uh, I, I support him.
0: Called the a joke and said it's not fair to the unvaccinated. But yeah. you know what? and you know what? I don't I'm not gonna say it look it may be unfair, but well, if you choose to get the vaccine, great. If you choose not to, great. But whatever you choose, you have to follow that path. Sorry.
1: Here's the thing. The NFL last year was embarrassed especially by like you know how some teams handled it i'm not talking about you tennessee but i'm talking about you um where half their team was kicked out basically from nfl protocols and they were i think fined and docked draft pick um but you know they they were they towed the line last year of being embarrassed and if there's one thing the nfl cares about it's protect the shield and it's a you know billion upon billion upon billion dollar a year business. And the NFL is doing what they have to do to protect it. And if it means some players, you know what, whether you agree with the politics of it or not, you're going to get a fucking vaccination or you're going to have to be, you know, you're not going to risk us missing games. We're not going to risk us having to move games to Tuesday and Wednesday, which as much as we had jokingly said we loved it, the NFL didn't love it. Um, so, you know, it was I bullshit. I
0: wasn't, I wasn't joking when I said that. No, <laughs> I, well I, I, I know, know,
1: but I did too. But I also think it was bullshit that you had some of the, you well, some of the things we saw, you know, in the day last year, you, you saw a wide receiver play quarterback for the Broncos, you know, um, you saw the entire Cleveland Browns receiving core sit out a game. Um, you know, so you had instances like that and the NFL just doesn't want to go down that road again. They don't want the narrative to be the coronavirus and the pandemic. They want it to be about the NFL season right. and generating as much money as possible. Um, and Hey, if that's what they got to do to protect it. Yep. And I don't normally agree with Roger Goodell, but in this scenario, I'm going to say, do what you got to do. Protect the shield, bro.
0: Yeah. And ironically, Buffalo said, Hey, we'll be new era or whatever i don't know what it's called now there's so many name changes with that stadium recently and their plans to build a new stadium in Orch- orchard park but the bills also just announced that they're going to be fully full capacity if you're fully vaccinated so
1: yes so why risk a player that's going to come into contact with people like Col- colby's like, again i respect him completely but
0: look, just do again just if you want to do what you want to do yeah that's I just, understand,
1: just, just understand Just understand. the consequences. You know, like, if they tell you you can't play and they release you, and I respect him for saying he accepts that. So there's not an argument to be made here. He came out and said he doesn't agree with it, and he's going to accept the consequences of it. I appreciate him standing by his beliefs. I love people that do that, regardless if I believe in them or not. And I appreciate the NFL for saying, listen, we're going to do what we got to do. And I appreciate the Bills. Like, it Nobody's wrong in this.
0: Yeah. So, again, just everyone's opinion um, on that. But let's uh, finally, um, the league, M- MLB, we're going to the baseball now. He Before the start of the year, they said, we're going to figure out a way to crack down on banned substances. They've discussed it. And they've announced starting tomorrow, June 21st, they're going to start enforcing ban substances with pitchers and it's an interesting way they're doing it um if a pitcher any pitcher who possesses or applies foreign substances will be ejected and automatically suspended 10 games and starters will have more than one mandatory check per game relievers will get checked at the end of an inning or taken out of a game Inspections will take place between innings or during pitch and changes, so Umps have thorough time to inspect them and also not delay the game. So in that commercial window of a pitch and change or between innings, that's when these inspections are going to occur. And yeah, there you can't review substances, but an Ump can pause a game if a say a ball gets fouled off and catch your hands in the ball um feels like there's something off about it he'll call time and inspect it so it's gonna be interesting but there's players that there's players that are against this and look baseball has been around for 150 160 years or so and then look it, there's cheating in baseball. We all know that the argument that some have for this is substances help grip the ball, which has increased the spin rate a lot on the higher strikeouts. But one argument I read was pitchers saying there's less hit by pitch, less injuries due to hit by pitch. Well, the last four years are the highest hit by pitch since 1901. So that arguments invalid. (laughs) Um, And Glasgow, Tyler Glasgow, the race arm injury said it's because he had to change his grip because of the substances. Well, is that coincidental? Or are these players so used to doing that that their arms aren't used to it? Um, all right.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm all for anything that makes the game better. That's my stance on this. So if cutting down on the substances is going to make the game more competitive, it's going to result in less strikeouts, um, more of a competitive advantage for the hitter, Which, closer right now, the hitters at a disadvantage um, for whatever reason. um, Then I'm all for it, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, gripping. I'm not a pitcher, so I don't maybe I don't understand the mechanics of having to not be able to grip a baseball and stuff like that. I'm fine with the suspension and the punishment system, you know, because the ten games is two starts. So you're going to tank your team's rotation for two weeks, or at least a week and a half of the you know the season um, for getting caught putting something on a baseball. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Eric. I feel like this is what they're talking about in baseball again. I just keep going back to that. Like the games are boring to watch. The sport is quickly becoming the WWF of pro sports, where ratings and quality of product are declining. So, and I, I don't know if they're looking at the right thing. It could be. So I'm not going to shit on it completely and say they're not right. doing the right thing.
0: I, mean, I, I know we've addressed it. We've addressed Moneyball so many times in this podcast and it's like what's the problem? We know what the problem is, but you're addressing it the wrong way. Um, and I, I'm not
1: sure they're addressing it. Like, I'm not
0: quite at that point if they're addressing is it, it the wrong way, but how much is it on the hitters for trying to go long every time instead of small ball? Um, I know when a ball has more spin, it's harder to read. I do know that. It's simple physics, but how players used to do this is they look for how a pitcher is tipping where they'd certain pitchers have mastered their, all their pitches from the same arm angle. Justin Verlander's one Kershaw's one. So you never knew what you were going to get. You were either going to get that 98 mile per hour fastball or the devastated uncle Charlie (laughs) all from the same arm angle. But you also have to be, your mindset as a hitter is also situation and pitch and what's the count baseball is so analytical that they're looking at shifting the defense field shifts and all that. But the problem is too, I think it's that how can you be a major league hitter and still hit into a shift? Can you not stay back on a pitch long enough to go the opposite way? Can you not bunt towards the third baseline where no one is?
1: Yeah. I think the lack of like I know it's very like apropos but to there, say but put the head,
0: variables that we don't know what put, the real problem is in baseball.
1: Put put the head on the baseball and see what happens. You know, to your point, strikeouts are up, which tells you that players are take they're taking huge swings at stuff and just hacking at it. And they're not trying to just put the head on the baseball and see what happens. And I think that fixes the problem more than they, I don't think there's one thing. You know, um, you know, they were able to point to the steroids in baseball, which this Dale argues steroids don't help you hit a baseball any better than they did before. So the fact that players were juicing, you know, helps them physically recover, which will help them. But ultimately, it didn't make players put a bat on a baseball any better than it did if they were weren't on steroids. But I don't I don't know, man. I, I just, <laughs> I'm rooting for baseball to figure it out. But and maybe this is it. You know, I will gladly sit here in a month if we see that the, the strikeout rates are down, you know, batting averages are up. If we start seeing data like that, I'm all for it. I'll support it. I'll, I will tell Rob Manford he's a god of helping fix it. I just I, I don't know. I, I have my questions whether or not right this will like because this is like they're trying to fix the sport and this is the first step they've taken to fix the sport. And I do disagree that this is the wrong first step.
0: Yeah, so that's sort of it. I mean, Who knows what the problem is if this is like you said if we see the numbers in a month change then okay they might be on the right path but we'll see what happens and that's gonna wrap it up for this week in sports with eric and jordan as always i'm eric weirdo with jordan Angie, and take care
1: well bye guys what you know, man? you know, you know,